Welcome to Masadi We Are Women, a platform created to educate, motivate, to learn and to unlearn. I am the host and my name is Baba Luam Tengenya, a content producer based in Rebecha, in the heart of Eastern Cape. It is our second episode and thank you so much for tuning in. Today's topic is mental health. To some, it's still a new year, new me. Some are planning to eat clean. Some are planning to stay fit, but I barely hear people say they want to nurture their mental health. I think most of us don't know how to take care of our mental health. Some have goals. We are setting goals, but with setting goals come anxiety and stress. The gap between where you are and where you want to be can be quite stressful. I had a conversation with a clinical psychologist Papa Mama Kalima, uh, she shared tips on how to nurture your mental state and knowing what is mental health and mental illness, which is two different things, which I didn't know as well. And she also shares with us the challenges because to some people, therapy and counseling are a privilege. It's quite expensive to actually say you want to go to a therapist, but actually there are services that are free in clinics where you can just walk in and ask to speak to a psychologist and request a psychologist. So have a listen. Uh, so the topic uh, is mental health. I want to find out from you, why do you think as young black women, we never or we barely prioritize our mental health? Um, I think mostly as young black women, um, we struggle to prioritize our mental health because of different things. Mm-hmm. I think firstly, it's, it's just that thing of what is this mental health and how do we go about obtaining it if it's something that is obtained. But I think mostly it's because we understand that you know we have a spiritual side um, and it's something that has been taken care of generation from generation mm-hmm. and we have the physical side which you can't really ignore because it's in your face and then when it comes to mental health this is something now that is more tricky because um, your mental health you only um, can examine it most of the time by yourself about how you feel um, how you view the world how you view yourself and how do you live within you it's affected by different things. And I think we confuse mental health with mental illness. Mm. Then we start to shy away from it. We start to push it away. And mental health basically is just how you view the world and how you view yourself. And I think most importantly, um, if we talk about mental health, it's that thing of taking care of yourself. It's not just about self-care. Um, it's about self-care, self-awareness, um, the worldview, and also just looking within you and finding ways of living better and comfortable within yourself and the people around you. Now I want to look into the stigma because uh, you know how I think for us as young black people, we always associate our mental health or mental illness like when someone finally prioritizes it's when they're at their final point mm. and now they have to be admitted in hospital or a mental health institution so how does those stigma even at home you know how our parents 
because uh, you know how on social media those comments our mothers make but oh okay you don't want to cook because depression anxiety so I can't even speak loud to you so how does also the stigma around it prevent us to actually come out or even come forward and say you know what I'm I'm depressed and I'm on medication but I'm surviving or I have anxiety but I'm here I've seen those posts. <laughs> I'm Exactly. But I think I think we the stigma around mental health come from the unknown. Um we all know when you don't know something you reject. So therefore mental health it's something that is new. It's a concept that is new to us Africans. Um but it has been there. It has been there, but it was phrased differently. Mm. Because if you look at our forefathers, they lived a well, um, a well life because they were integrated into society. Um, they had um, social support where you know you can talk to Uma Musban and you can talk about your problems and you have yeah. certain issues you go to to whoever that you identify in your community. Um, but now the concept has been redefined and it's more Western when we look at it. So I think the stigma is just that not knowing what is it and also that fear, Yoba, when it was introduced, we understand it from that breaking point where now it becomes mental illness. You're breaking, you're, you're more depressed, you're more anxious um, or, you know, there's psychosis. But um, I think mostly um, it's, it's the fear of change and it's the fear of not knowing if if I do um, focus on my mental health, what will I find? Because it, it is affected by different experiences, your childhood experiences, trauma related things that you've been through as a person. And you know that, you know, when you have that feeling, you're bad, I would like to go to a psychologist, but what if I break, but now I am functioning because I'm able to suppress those feelings. Yeah. What we don't understand is that psychologists and the people that you will talk to that are professionals, they are equipped to assist you in terms of knowing that you're not going to break to a point where you can't come up. Because when you live with that fear of, if I can look within me, what I will see is too scary for me what happens, you stay with anxiety. Because now there's this booming um, feeling about what is it that is underneath? And you're constantly worried about that. And now you're missing on quality of life. Mm. Because if you have things that you haven't really resolved, your sleeping patterns get affected. Because when you start to sleep and then your subconscious mind is like, you haven't dealt with it. Because mm. now your controlling um, awake state is not there to fight for you, but don't go to that one. Mm. That one is buried there. I'm not going to deal with it. And a lot of things that we don't want to face are not on our doings. Yeah. So you can't be ashamed of something that isn't your fault. No. You're not responsible for it. And when you speak to someone, you'll start to understand that the guilt around a lot of things that makes us not to focus on our mental health has nothing to do with us. It's not things that we are responsible for, but we need to start to understand that we are responsible for our healing and how we then move forward. And I think that is the most important part because, you know, for example, 
it's the new start of the year and we're planning goals, you know, you want to lose weight, you want to do this and this and that. Um, and those things, we can accomplish them. But think about it this way. Your brain is a house and this house is full of chaotic things. Then you want to add things that, okay, I'm going to decorate this house. If you haven't cleaned your house and when you start to decorate it, how is it going to look? Yeah. And then by the end of the year, when you reflect back, you look back and think, I didn't achieve my goals. Without thinking, you didn't look at your mental health as well so that you can clean some space so that you can focus on the things that you want to really focus on. All right. Okay, that makes sense. Um, now I want to talk about um, accessibility of maybe ways or techniques of how to take care of your mental health. Because you find that even though they... Because um, many people believe that counseling and therapy it's for people who have money. Mm. You must be working. You must have money to afford sessions. And they're quite, you know, they're quite pricey as well. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I don't have enough money now, mm. but I really want to do this at the same time. And also when we think of government institutions, when it mm. comes to mental health, we always think, for example, I know, so when I think of, going to the public space or public um, organization, I always think of Duncan. And just the imagination is scary. And it's, it's people who are not really okay, okay. Yeah. So it's like, okay, Umna, I'm just feeling a bit depressed. I feel down. Mine is a bit mild. So then how do I then reach out and say I want help? But, mm. uh, but I still look fine. I still look happy. I laugh. But how do I go to a public hospital or a clinic? Is it even possible to go and say, you know what, I would like therapy. I would like to meet a therapist as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the accessibility part is still an issue in South Africa. Um, but, you know, there has been improvement. If you are not on medical aid, you can still get, you know, psychological services, um, depending where you are. Um, for example, here in PE, there are catchment areas where you can go to certain clinics and you can go to your local clinic and ask where can you find a psychologist. Mm -hmm. the, the, the nurses there or the people that work at the clinic, they will be able to tell you, but for this area, you go to that clinic. Do not be discouraged when you go to your local clinic and there is no psychologist. Every area has a catchment um, psycho psychologist that is based in a clinic. So you just go there, you don't need a referral. Um, you can go and say you want to book for to see a psychologist and you would be put unfortunately in a waiting list and you will see a psychologist you know when when there is availability but i like the fact that you mentioned that you know places like duncan or the psychiatric hospitals mm -hmm. and you think of those places when you think of getting help yeah. especially in the government system yeah. but those ones are for people that will need to then be admitted that are out of mm. touch with reality you just need assistance in terms of boosting yourself so you go to the clinic mm. um, and then if you are on medical aid obviously you can look on the internet contact a psychologist that you think would be best for you um, but most importantly when you are when you know you are depressed mm. you know you know when you feel depressed and I mean, most people, they do think of, you know, they do get suicidal thoughts now and then. Yeah. But when they become persistent yeah. and your mood is a bit low mm -hmm. and you don't trust your own judgment and your own thinking in terms of, 
you know, will you be able to fight this? Because sometimes you fight it and fight it, and sometimes it overwhelms you yeah. because um, people that end up committing suicide, it's not because they wanted to die. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this overwhelming feeling and thoughts of, you know, it will be better off if I'm not here. Yeah. So if you are feeling that way, you, are, you can go to the casualty at a hospital and present yourself. You don't have to start, you know, anywhere else. And when you can present yourself and say, okay, I am suicidal and I don't trust myself. It, I won't go ahead with these thoughts. Mm-hmm. And you will be assisted. You'll see a psychologist say that will assess the level of your suicidality. And if you are high risk, you will be admitted in hospital, not as a form of punishment, mm-hmm. but as a form of keeping you safe from yourself. Um, and then when you have settled, then you'll be discharged and you'll be referred to a local clinic, obviously, to continue with therapy. What else you can do um, because of resources, as I said, there is waiting lists in most clinics. Um, there are things that you can do by yourself. You know, seek social support. Make sure that you have friends that you can trust and rely on. Talk to people. I know, especially when it comes to depression, um, the energy to then have to express yourself is a bit difficult. Um, But just say, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. And also, um, people, you know, as friends and family, we need to also be vigilant. And, you know, you, you can identify when... But my friend has stopped liking the things that they normally liked before. Or, you know, they are more quiet or they are more um, engaging and so jokely and have humor that is unlike them. Because mm. sometimes some people will go low, some people will try and distract themselves by keeping... Be more energetic. Be more energetic. Okay. So avail yourself. And also try to minimize the things that will distress them. You know your family member or your friend is struggling financially. When you can help, help where you can. Yeah. Um, you know they just, you know, they have kids and they're struggling with the kids. Just offer to take the kids maybe for a few hours on a weekend so that they can just have some rest. Mm. Those small things, they help in terms of mental health. Mm. And also um, we focus on your sleeping pattern. Sleeping is very important, mm. um, especially when it comes to mental health. Because when you sleep, then you get time for your for your body to go back to its um, fatty fault. You know, Landioba, now the brain is just processing everything. You're recharging and all of those things. And find things that work for you. So if you are more, um, you want to be around people, be around people. If you know being around people drains you, um, sometimes just find time to be by yourself mm-hmm. and make sure that your friends, they respect your boundaries. They understand the type of person that you are. Yeah. And also, you know, spirituality also plays a part. I'm a Christian. Someone else could believe in something else. Mm-hmm. If, you know, going to church and finding a home that you know, you can relate to praying and, you know, connecting with your spirituality. If you are more into African spirituality, do things that will recharge your spiritual connection. Because when you are spiritually connected, it helps you in boosting your mental health. 
Oh, yes. Um, just one last thing. Exercise. Exercise is very important. I know now we're exercising for weight loss and, you know, mm. body goals. But just getting few, maybe 20 minutes of exercise, it also helps in terms of your mental health as well. What steps then can one take when it comes to nurturing their mental state? Like baby steps. Maybe on a weekly basis or on a monthly basis. The first one, as I said, is you know, just firstly checking how realistic your goals are. So if you're saying you're going to exercise, I mean, exercising excessively when you don't have time and you overburn yourself is not going to assist you. Mm. Then the guilt will come that, you know, you started this week, now you stop. I think a few things that I can mention is baby steps are very important. People take that lightly because they want to see results now. Yeah. We are a noodle society where, you know, you must make noodles in two minutes, they're done, you <laughs> eat, and then you, <laughs> you move forward. But um, baby steps, being kind to yourself, start small, start with what you can. So if you haven't been exercising and you haven't been eating healthy, you can't really expect yourself to do those things all of them and master them all at once. Mm -hmm. So what you can is, if you think eating is something that you can start with, then try to eliminate one thing and replace with something else. Um, and then you see, okay, I can do this one. And then you add more water. Okay, I can do this one. Yeah. And then you add something else. And then you start by walking. And then from walking, you think now I can jog. And then from jogging, you think now I can you know, run, and from running, you think now I can join the gym. Start small, start with the energy that you have, and also try and refrain from judging yourself and also putting high expectations on yourself because, you know, the mind is like a muscle. You train it. You can't go to the gym and take a 40 kg um, weight lift and you just lift it. It's not possible. Haven't been to the gym ever before and you think you can take a 40 yeah. kg. What you do, you take a 2 kg and then um, after some time, then you increase to a 5 kg and then you become those people like bodybuilders where you can like yeah. lift a 40 kg. So even with those things, you start small. You start with, you know, the capacity that you have now and then you praise yourself and when you praise yourself, then you start to start to believe it now that you can do this and then you move forward, you do something else. And then just the compassion of knowing that I will make mistakes on the way yeah. and it doesn't mean that I failed. And when you eat something that you said you're not going to eat, it's not a cheat, you ate what you ate. Mm -hmm. So also um, being careful of the words and, and your thinking ways of looking at the things that you do because if you think I've cheated, then what happens your next minute, like, ah, oh, this day has already passed, so oh. I'll continue. But if you think, okay, I ate some, I ate whatever that I ate, and then you continue from there, and then you just move on without placing judgment on yourself. On yourself. And what um, you can do as well is have someone that you can bounce ideas with. We are social um society we are social beings and you know connectivity helps us a lot yeah so making sure that you connect with some with other people and 
you know the accountability it, it goes a long way um it's not a way of judging yourself but okay if you don't do it or if you do it but it's that thing of knowing i'm not doing this alone there is someone else that i'm doing it with mm. and also writing down when you see something that is written down i mean you can always trace back and you can always see about where can you improve yeah so yeah so writing down generally and also um you can't just focus on your eating habit and your exercising routines and ignoring your mental health i will reemphasize this mm. because you know sometimes you look at at one um individuals you know body shape or body appearance and you think that they are overweight yeah and when you look deeply there are a lot of things that are going on in that individual mm -hmm. um things like depression can make you um, gain weight things like steroid um, thyroid problems can make you gain weight yeah. so you can't really think if i do these things i'm supposed to look a certain way mm -hmm. just look at yourself holistically check if you know you can see a psychologist so that you can also deal with the weight of your emotions mm. and your, men, your, your mental state. And also, if you can, visit a doctor just to check over, you know, physically um, where do you stand and what can you do to improve or to better yourself. So just getting different things. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you so much uh, for your time. I definitely learned a lot. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in on our episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And please do share the podcast on all your social media pages and share it as well with your loved ones. Our next episode will be uploaded on the 14th of Feb, which is Valentine's Day. We'll be hosting two beautiful ladies who tied the knots last year. They had a white wedding and a traditional wedding. They take us through the journey on how they had to help their families learn and relearn how to involve and accommodate to those who are in same-sex relationships in our culture. It was a very interesting conversation and I hope you guys are looking forward to that as much as I am as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. Keep safe and stay blessed.